Welcome to the School Resource Network. You are listening to 8.30 a.m. And we are here today with Dr. Hillary Seifert talking about uh, all things reading. But first, I wanted to just acknowledge and give a shout-out to Sam Point and um, just let you know that uh, our thoughts are with you. And when we're in a situation where emotions and feelings are heightened and it might feel a little chaotic. Uh, it's really important to focus on the things that you can control around you, and that's like your comfort zone in terms of um, how you feel like you need to protect you and your family. Um, and so once we focus on the things that we can control around us, a lot of times we're able to settle down and make progress and um, make better decisions for ourselves and the ones we love. So, um, again, our thoughts are with you. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention before we get started today is the PSAT is going to be happening at King Cove in Sand Point on October 14th. The PSAT is a assessment within um, the College Board program, and the College Board is the one that um, runs the SAT program. So the PSAT is the assessment that's taken uh, for juniors, although sophomores are able to take it. But when you take it as a junior, you're eligible for uh, qualification for the National Merit Scholarship, and that's a very prestigious scholarship based on your score that um, puts you into a competitive application process to then be granted um, amazing amounts of dollars uh, to attend pretty much the college of your choice. So, again, that opportunity exists based on uh, your PSAP score as a junior. So if you have any questions, you can always email me as your school counselor or uh, talk to your site principals. All right. So to get started today, I am bringing on Hillary Seifert, and she's going to tell us all about her position within the district uh, how she ended up in the Aleutians, and also talk to us all about reading. So welcome to the show, Hillary. Thanks, Lindsay. I'm really happy to be on the radio show today. Awesome. Yeah, I wanted to give our listeners um, uh, an introduction to who you are because you do so much for our district behind the scenes. So if you could just tell us your position within our district and how you uh, ended up uh, at Sam Point or actually Aleutians Eastboro. Sure, I'm happy to do that. So uh, this is my 22nd year in education, and I'm going into my eighth year with the Aleutians Eastboro School District. And we started out in, in King Cove, uh, and I was hired as the district uh, director of special education, and my husband was the principal there. And then soon thereafter, we landed in Sandpoint when my husband became the superintendent. And I took on federal programs at that point as well. And so I was the director of special ed and also federal programs, which basically means I write the grants for the district, all the federal grants. And um, I'll talk a few minutes about uh, some of the competitive grants that I've written the past couple of years. Um, so I, I oversee all of the implementation of those grants uh, in the schools. So programming after school, uh, a lot of it has to do with raising uh, achievement across the board. Uh, the specifics of the AKCLSD grant is, is really raising it, reading achievement scores. 
Uh, and then I just also oversee all of the professional development for teachers and uh, just kind of building up all those resources. And so you, you nailed it on the head there, Lindsay, by saying I'm kind of the person that works behind the scenes um, to make uh, things a little easier on staff and, and teachers to get the resources that they need, to get the support and training that they need. Um, and my favorite part about my job is really being able to write the grants to bring money into the school district and provide more enhancement and enrichment for students. Uh, raising achievement, you know, is, is of course, the, the hugest priority for us. But also um, a lot of the other grants that I write just kind of raise the level of that well-rounded student and just bringing in programming for kids. So that's kind of my favorite part because, you know, that's the part I miss the most is working with the kids. So I feel like um, in the jobs that I do, I'm able to make some things happen for the kids, and that, that brings joy to me. Yeah, I can totally identify with you in that absence of that direct relationship with the kids. As a virtual school counselor, uh, I miss that too. But having a position like yours and also who you are in it and your passion for providing opportunity um, allows me to directly work with you to then put things into our district to raise that student achievement. So as an example of how that relationship works is between you and I, we've been able to provide that dual credit opportunity for our seniors that are taking um, college classes within the University of Alaska system. And so that's just that well-rounded, you wrote the grant, you got the money, we were able to disperse it to our students, our students are able to experience a college course before they get there, and then that ultimately ends up to so much more um, within our building. You know, it raises the morale, it raises the way students talk about school, it raises confidence levels, and you know, that wouldn't happen without somebody like you doing that hard work behind the scenes. So as somebody yeah, using your work, I appreciate it. I agree. That That's the fun part because grant writing in and of itself is, is I would say, kind of a dry task. Uh, it's It's not something that most people would like doing, but what makes it so enjoyable for me is that I know every single kid in that entire district. As the SPED director, I've traveled for the last seven years around to every community and really gotten to know the kids. Uh, and really feel like I have my finger on the pulse of what kids want, what teachers need, um, and what the communities really want to see their kids gain from programming and uh, learning in the schools. And so when I write the grants, it's it's not just, you know, putting down a narrative. I feel like I have kids in mind and their goals in mind and what I know um, th about them and I, what I know about the direction of the district. And so it, it makes my job um, that much more you know, valuable and beneficial and just so much more enjoyable to me because I feel like I have that, you know, hands-on experience having been the principal in Sandpoint, having been the SPED director for the district for the last eight years. Um, I just really feel like I, I know, you know, what, what needs to happen, and I feel like I can make those things happen in this capacity, which is really a fun move for me in my career. I, I started out as a school counselor, and I was an elementary teacher and a special ed teacher and then became an administrator, you know, and now being in a district-level position where I can write grants and impact programming uh, is just really rewarding. I, I can sense your passion, and I know that that not only trickles within the school, but also trickles out into co the, the community. So w within the grant writing right now that you're doing and that passionate work, what is your focus um, right now with grant writing? 
So the last year uh, has been really a fun year for me because I've sought out, um, you know, with, with the direction of uh, Mr. Mayor, our superintendent, to seek some of those more competitive grants, the ones that, you know, really take some focused energy to write and to, you know, and to really wordsmith and, and, and make it um, make it our own as a district, but also be appealing to these competitive uh, committees who are awarding these grants. And so the um, the big deal grant that we that we're focusing on right now is the AKCLSD grant. That stands for the Comprehensive Literacy State Development Project, uh, and that is a very prestigious and competitive grant that we received last year. Only 16 districts in the state of Alaska received that money. Uh, about 21 million dollars were poured into the state of Alaska for education to advance. Uh, Alaska's Education Challenge, um, an excellent education for every student every day. And our grant uh, for our district focuses on reading achievement. And so the, the crux of it is a very comprehensive literacy plan that covers a, a number of facets. Uh, but one of the largest things is that uh, we are building capacity in our educators. And by building capacity, I mean uh, getting our teachers to the point where they have the tools and the training um, and the expertise to be able to better serve our students and also working with administrators to become instructional coaches and getting into the classroom and really um, pushing our uh, kind of raising the bar in, in our instruction. And in doing so, we're providing better education for our students. Uh, one of the things we're doing through the grant is a more enhanced and focused uh, assessment menu. And so we have we started map testing last year. This year, we've integrated AIMS web testing, which is um, a testing that allows us to really laser focus uh, intervention programs for every student to meet them where they're at and, and get them to the next level. Um, and why is this so important? It's so important because you know, reading in the state of Alaska is suffering, and it's a challenge to teach reading. And across the state, uh, we're finding that students uh, are coming in far below uh, where they need to be. Uh, our district in particular has been teetering in that 30% range for proficiency. And so this grant is coming at a very um, you know, integral time where we can uh, – really change the trajectory for our students and um, infuse some phenomenal curriculum, some great professional development for teachers so that they have the hands-on tools and strategies, those best practices that, that need to be used um, on a daily basis with students, um, and really using data to drive what we're doing. So being able to progress monitor on, you know, as, as much as a weekly basis to see where kids are at and kind of, you know, move, move the interventions uh, based on how the students are reacting to the interventions that, we, uh, that, that we're implementing. Um, and, you know, if we can continue to, uh, to grow and improve in our instruction and in applying our instruction to students, we can really move the needle for our kids. Uh, this is a five-year grant, so this isn't kind of a one-and-done kind of thing. We, we got the funding last year in 2019. This funding lasts all the way through 2024. Uh, we were able to add some staffing. We added a reading specialist. We added two additional reading instructional aids. Uh, we are just really pouring our energy, you know, in the direction of the district into reading achievement and implementing this plan with fidelity. And, and, I, and I have to say, you know, we're in a time of, of a pandemic. This is a time where so many schools are not even able to meet face-to-face -face with their students. And, you know, we started the year with some phenomenal virtual. We had to shift and, you know, pivot in these times, but we started with some phenomenal um, virtual professional development for teachers. Um, the two new administrators that we have in King Cove and Sand Point are doing a phenomenal job of implementing this grant in every facet. They're getting into classrooms. They're observing teachers. They're giving instructional coaching. Um, they're really promoting the map testing happened within the first two weeks of school. 
Um, so we've got some hard chargers, some really strong leaders in the district, and, and I feel like this is a very exciting time for us. And, and I know you started uh, this this uh, block of time with, you know, kind of some of the things that we need to really be cognizant of in this pandemic and, and things that are currently happening and how the situation is evolving. Um, and I'm constantly getting compliments from the powers that be in the state and also all of the consortium of um professional development entities that are working with us, what a phenomenal job our district is doing and how resilient we are in these times and, and what we're providing for our kids despite all of these challenges and despite, you know, despite these obstacles and mountains we're having to climb. You know, we're working together as a team, and you know, parents are really going to see, uh, see a difference in, in, you know, in their students' achievement and, and also just in the things that, that you know, they're excited about, they're getting excited about reading and reading across the curriculum and you know, doing a lot of things. Um, that that are just really focused, and you know, we'll also be drawing parents in, you know, to be a part of this partnership with raising reading achievement. So it's a very exciting time. I agree, and the compliments you gave to our district, uh, I I agree a hundred percent. And when you bring in that data driven approach that you talked about before, that's when you're able to sit down and take that student that you have that relationship with that you know about that you wrote the grant for and you bring in all these numbers and then you try to figure out, okay, what is it, like you talked about, move the needle, what is it that you need to implement to support that student with with the data that you have in order to move that needle to then get to that next, you know, goal for that student. And reading just opens up so many opportunities for students when they gain the confidence. And that is my question to you as somebody in a position to implement programs. How, as a parent, can I, and I'll just use myself as an example, I have three three boys, one's in fifth and one's in uh, second, and two completely different readers. My fifth grader lacks confidence in reading, it is a struggle to get him to read. Um, he would, he'll avoid it at all costs. He has increased his fluency ability, but comprehension is definitely one of his weaknesses. And he just has not put in the time, so to speak, to read, whether it be at school or at home, and definitely more so at home. My second grader, on the other hand, is reading one of those... Um, Oh, I forget, but they're really thin books that come home. I forget what the um, author is, but um, anyways, he reads those every night. He's He is uh, self-directed. He is a leader when it comes to wanting to read. So as a parent, what are some, like, strategies and tips that I can do to support what is being done at school already with everything that you've implemented and brought to our district? Well, I think one of the things is to you know be open and um, to partnering and communicating with the classroom teacher. And even though uh, you know we may not be able to meet in person, that you know there may be some upcoming virtual meetings where we want parents to have some input on programming or on ways to engage their readers. Um, so just becoming involved and just having that open communication with teachers, you know. But also, you know, when your child comes home, I remember those days. You know, ask your child, "What did you do in school today? Nothing." 
Um, and so to probe and, and ask, like, what you read about? Ask more specific questions, right? What, what, what was your, you know, get to know the curriculum a little bit. Um, you know, read some of the things that are coming home. You know, we, we just adopted or readopted Wonders 2020, which is a phenomenal uh, reading curriculum in our uh, pre-K all the way through our fifth grade. Um, and then Pearson Perspective is what we adopted for our sixth through twelve. So we have some, some really great curriculum that is, um, you know, highly proven and has a lot of predictability for um, students to perform in reading. Um, and so kind of parents could just kind of get to know a little more about the curriculum as far as just asking, what did you read about today? You know, what, what was something that um, that you enjoyed writing about in school today? Uh, you know, just kind of asking more of those probing questions to, to draw them out a little bit. Um, you know, and then lots of activities, just having print everywhere. You know, anything a child reads is uh, is beneficial. So if your child likes to read about vacation brochures and different places, I mean, have, have those around the house, magazines, um, chapter, it doesn't always have to be a chapter book, um, you know, but just allow your, your child to just read any kind of print um, and just have it available to them and, and just really celebrate reading. I mean, modeling is one really great way to show your kids how important reading is, just, you know, reading to them or, you know, just reading for pleasure on your own so that they see that reading is such a valuable um, thing to have in your life. Um, I, I just feel like kids, um, they, they, they have, every kid has an engagement for reading. They find the right subject area or the right interest. Um, and so we just have to kind of capitalize on those and, and, and engage that reader. That, that's part of what the instructional coaching piece will be for the administrators. As they go into classrooms, they'll be looking for that engagement piece to see, like, how can we draw out this student or how can we get this, these kids more involved in this, you know, in this activity. Um, so engagement is huge in schools. And so, you know, engagement in reading is something that um, parents uh, can kind of have a part in, something that they can control, you know, by trying to seek out those things that the kid might be interested in. Yeah, and when you're talking about read anything, I am a huge supporter of that as well, whether it's the back of the cereal box or an ingredient for um, a recipe. recipe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the the motto this year, so the motto that goes behind um, this this whole grant is read across the illusions. Uh, And so it's just reading, you know, everything that you can. So we, we had some kind of promo T-shirts that were printed up for staff to uh, to wear, and it shows the map of our communities and um, just talks about us working as a team um, to just promote that reading across the illusions and that team AEBSD mentality. I love it. I love it. It's so important. The other thing about uh, reading that I have to explain to my kids a lot when you're talking about modeling is um, I read a lot on my phone, um, and I would imagine we all do in, in certain ways, but our kids see us on the phone as playing games because that's their mentality of what they would use it for, right? So I get asked a lot, like, by, you know, my kids, like, Mom, why are you always on your phone or whatever? And I'll be like, well, I'm reading the news, you know, and they don't associate reading and technology with with reading a book because, like I said, they associate it with gaming. And so trying to constantly have that conversation about them that I am reading, I read a lot throughout the day. It just looks different than what they might be doing at school, but Mm -hmm. how, like, you can still support reading with technology at home as well and find, you know, more reading-based app games too where it's not always just character um, 
involvement. I know a lot of times those character video games have story plots, but it's not you're not necessarily reading anything about it. And so I would encourage parents to reach out and find more apps that support that while they're using technology. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just I, I just think opening up that dialogue with your child at home is just really important. Just you know, asking questions about what's going on in school, and you know, try to trying to just show that interest. And then, as teachers, you know, reach out whether you know it's probably going to be virtual for a while, but just to give that feedback and and you know, and ask for resources if you want them to work on you know reading tasks at home, reading strategies at home. Um, we will be doing some of the, you know, I don't know what they're going to look like yet, but some of the after-school program is already starting um, this this week. And mm-hmm. um, both in Sandpoint and King Cove, they're starting some of the after-school programming that is wrapped into um, the well-rounded students. So it's kind of like academics through other engaging activities, you know, including fine arts and um, STEAM types of activities. And so um, just allowing your, you know, your student to attend those after-school programs and then asking them about it, you know, and having them, you know, really give you, because there's more to reading than just reading, too. There's also that, you know, that communication piece of being able to relay, you know, to your to the parent and what, what they learned about and, you know, the different activities that they're involved in. So, um, and, you know, as there are, you know, meetings and things like that that come up and, you know, giving, giving input, I mean, we always want parent input. What are the things that, you know, you think your child you know, might be interested in, in doing and, you know, how to engage them, you know, in reading activities. You know, all of those things are important ways that you know, we can bridge that uh, partnership with home. So much good stuff, Hillary. I love it. And um, as we wrap up uh, the School Resource Network for today, uh, I would just like to say that if you are unsure of how to contact a teacher for that um, support and to start opening that dialogue, uh, if you do check PowerSchool, anything that's blue is a link, and so the teacher names under the um, the class uh, link directly to email, or you can always start with your site principal. Um, they will be definitely happy to hear from you to um, know that you are, you know, contacting the teacher to find out what's happening in the class. So. Um, Hillary, I can't thank you enough for all of your hard work. Like you said earlier, grant writing is not the easiest nor the most fun um, job, but you bring such a passion and a purpose behind it, and then ultimately your work ends up being put on display by what you're bringing to our district. So, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was really exciting to be able to talk about my passion on the the Sandpoint Radio Show, and I just want to say hello to all of AEBSD, and, uh, you know, I miss seeing you guys, so thanks a lot for having me. And you're welcome back anytime. All right, thanks. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.